Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of What Was I Thinking with Aaron Vaughn. Aaron! Oh. Aaron, open the door! Oh no. Are you on my mic again? Get off my podcast! We'll be right back, folks. All right, everybody. This is Jake Walden on What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden. Sorry about uh, the drama right there at the beginning of the episode. Aaron just really wants his own uh, podcast. In fact, he's planning on coming out with his own podcast. Um, So I can't give you details on that because I don't have any, but I'm excited for that. Aaron, I love you. Don't touch my microphone. Um... Sorry about no episode last week. Uh, I was out of town last week, and uh, as some of you may have seen, uh, some of the things that I I put up, uh, some pictures and things, um, snowmobiling, snowboarding, freezing to death. I'm just kidding. I really wasn't that cold the whole time. We uh, so my Georgia people uh, will know uh, what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about. Pastor Patrick Harvey, his wife, sister Rhonda Harvey, longtime friends of ours. Also the Moyers and the Wells and the Whirlies, uh, all friends of ours here in Georgia. Um, they went, went on a trip last year, uh, invited me and my family this year, and I was able to go. Um, and so we did some snowmobiling uh, in Wyoming slash Montana slash Idaho and uh, we were actually crossing state lines on the snowmobiles it was pretty cool Um, and uh, I got to snowmobile into Yellowstone Park I got to see Old Faithful erupt that was awesome Um, I saw a bald eagle just sitting on a tree branch and it was just it was majestic it was majestic and uh, I could just the freedom radiating from that that tree branch from that bald eagle I'll tell you um, I did have a, a, a good tumble on the snowmobile a lot of people have asked if I wrecked I did wreck uh, the second day we went out I was on a whole different kind of snowmobile that thing was no joke. I was up on a bank that I probably shouldn't have been on. Nobody was around me. Uh, Brother Patrick, he was up ahead. Everybody else was behind. I was kind of in between. And I came off of this bank. I dipped really hard. Couldn't turn my handlebars. And I flew, front flipped. I'm not joking. I front flipped over my handlebars. Landed in a ditch. Snowmobile went into a tree. Uh, but I was unharmed and it was um, it was pretty metal it was awesome um, and I'm saying that because I didn't get hurt uh, thank you Jesus uh, now I did shake me up a little bit but I got right back on I got right back on and then I snowmobiled right to the top I mean the peak of a mountain so I was fine uh, also snowboarding listen let me just say this I know that you think Man, I could snowboard. It looks easy. It's not like skateboarding because the it'd be even easier because there's no wheels and and you just the you know you can jump really easy because the snowboard just sticks to your your feet. No, 
I thought that I could have no problem snowboarding for the first time. I've been skateboarding since I was just a wee little lad, and uh, I was fighting for my life going down that mountain. And I'm not even joking. There were a couple of times I thought this might kill me. I might die before I get to the bottom of this mountain because you pick up so much speed. I kept having to lay myself down go, coming around some of these curves because if if I miss the curve or if I if I don't uh, if I don't break in time, I was just going to slide off the edge of a cliff at several points. Um, also, it hurts when you slam. That, that's not soft snow. That's like hitting concrete. I'm bruised in places that I can't mention. I'm still sore. I was fighting for my life. Snowboarding's not easy, uh, but I did make it all the way down the mountain. I was determined and uh, I made it and I'm, I'm very proud of myself for that. Don't know the next time I'll do it, to be honest with you. I might just stick to skateboarding, uh, but hey, if you want to snowboard, go for it. Um, that's just a little experience that I can uh, you know, lend to you if you ever you know, have the urge to try snowboarding. Anyway, that's enough about that. I'm excited to get into this episode and to get into the question uh, portion of this episode from from our Instagram question this week. So uh, let's do it. Mm, Listen, don't eat Welch's fruit snacks if you brush your teeth like 10 minutes ago, okay? Ugh. Ugh, Anyway, uh, the... Uh, the Instagram question this week was for you to tell me uh, what is a conspiracy theory or legend or myth or something like that that you kind of low-key believe or want to believe. Um, and I got some got some good answers. Um, this first one, I don't know what reason you have to believe this. I mean... I, Listen, big respect, big respect to Kobe, but the, this answer, this first one just says Kobe ain't dead. Uh, that's, you know, uh, like I said, I don't know what reason you have to believe that he's not gone. Super sad. I'd like to hear more about about uh, why you think that. Um, Sasquatch. It just says Sasquatch. Oh, Sasquatch. Sasquatch, mainly because he is Nathan Vaughn. Nathan Vaughn goes to our church here at RAC. He's like 11 and a half uh, feet tall, has a super deep voice. He could easily be mistaken for a Sasquatch uh, type creature. Um, let's see. Ooh, this one. The government killed JFK. That's the first one. Uh, and then FDR let Pearl Harbor happen to get into World War II. And then they said, I have too many to mention. Listen, I have my own thoughts on those two theories, uh, and I'm not, I'm not getting into them. Um, I don't know who's listening, so I'm going to keep some of my opinions to myself. Um, the Loch Ness Monster. And then there's another one. I am going to reveal this one. Another one from my mom that says, Nessie is real. It's from my mom. Uh, it says, Nessie is real. I believe in her. That may be the reason that I kind of believe that there is there's something behind this whole Loch Ness monster thing. Um, lizard people. Okay, 
I'd like to hear more about uh, the lizard people. Um, Stevie Wonder isn't blind. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one coming. Um, oh, this one. Princess Diana was killed by the British government. I don't think it was an accident. That's what, that's what it says. Listen, mm, again, I'm going to keep my personal thoughts on it out of it, but oof. I know y'all love the royal family. I know y'all watch The Crown on Netflix, but come on now. Come on. All right. You, you know what I'm saying. Come on. Uh, mermaids. Listen, there's like 50 answers on here that says mermaids. I don't know about mermaids. I mean, it's half human, half fish. You know, I don't know. It would be cool. I don't I don't think that I get behind the mermaids one. Um, I believe aliens exist. Okay, listen here, all right? I believe everything that the Bible says, but I also am not ignorant to the fact that there's a whole lot that we don't know. And I personally believe there could be some kind of life out there. I'm not sure about the circumstances or why or where or what, but I think there could be some life out there. I could do a whole episode on that, and maybe, maybe I will. That would be a cool episode. Um, let's see. LOL, I don't believe it, but talk about Flat Earth. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about Flat Earth. I'm not, because I think somebody put they believe Flat Earth is in here. Um, let's see. The Illuminati. Uh, I definitely think there's some weird, crazy, probably satanic groups pulling the some pulling the strings on some things. That's as deep as I'm going into that. Uh, let's see, the moon landing was faked, and then there's one right after this that says the moon landing was faked only because I don't trust the government. I don't know if y'all are just messing with me. If you really believe that, I don't know. Listen, you might think I'm a fool. You might think I'm ignorant, stupid. Easily deceived. I'm not. I just, I believe, I believe space is real. I believe we've been there. I believe we landed on the moon and came back. There's a lot of things I don't trust in the government for sure. Uh, I think we landed on the moon though. That's, that's just, I choose to believe that. I don't think that it's uh, going to cause me to be lost or, 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 you know, anything like that if I believe it. Uh, I believe we landed on the moon. Let's see. JFK was killed because he knew too much. Once again, I have my thoughts on that. I think there's a whole lot uh, that's not as cut and dry about the JFK assassination as we are told in the history books. Let's see. Aliens and that the moon landing was fake. Okay, listen. If you believe the moon landing was fake, you can't believe in aliens. You can't. You can't have both of those. Um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, he's out there somewhere. Uh, I, my views on Bigfoot are, are kind of complicated and undecided. Um, that Christopher Guy is a time traveler that doesn't age. This one I can get behind. I'm very close friends with Chris. I've been, uh, kind of taking notes, gathering evidence on him for a while. I think he could be a time traveler that doesn't age. Um, I do love him, though. 
Uh, let's see. The Denver airport is indeed the new world order hub. I've, I've been in the Denver airport. I'd like to hear more about this theory. Um, let's see. The earth is flat, JK, but mermaids are real. 80% of the ocean hasn't been explored. Okay. How long have we been saying that 80% of the ocean hasn't been explored? Like, like in the past, like 150 years that we've been saying 80% of the ocean hasn't been explored. Like, shouldn't it be down to like 40% of the ocean hasn't been explored now or something? Either way, the depths of the ocean terrify me. I think it's freaky stuff down there. Like, um, there's no telling if we could just take all the water out and then and just look. There's probably no telling what we find down there. It's uh, really freaky. Let's see. Uh, moon landing is a myth and the Earth is flat. I'm going to cut it off right there. Let's, uh, okay, listen, wait, wait, wait. This is my, this is mine, okay? This is, this is mine. Um, I want to say, first of all, I agree. And I think, well, I don't know, maybe some people don't, but I agree and believe wholeheartedly Hitler was a terrible, terrible human being. He did terrible things. I don't agree with anything that he did, any of his ideology. I don't, I don't agree with him. Terrible person. I just don't believe that he died in Berlin in that bunker. I think he got out of Germany. I think that we apprehended him. I think we had him for a while before he died. I'm not going to get into all the reasons why because it'll take a long time to explain. I just don't believe that Hitler's uh, ending is the way that it's written in the history books. So that's mine, you know. Might think I'm crazy, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, let's stop it there. Thanks for uh, thanks for your responses. Very interesting. Some of those I'd like to hear more about. Um, let's get into the main portion of this episode today. Stick around. All right. Uh, this topic today is something that the Lord's really been dealing with me about here lately. Uh, in, in just a really special way. Um, I haven't been able to get away from this. In fact, I, 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 might, uh, I might be preaching this here at our, our home church soon, but I, I know I felt uh, to include it in this podcast to make it the topic of today's episode, and that is being offended or offense. Don't let me lose you right here. Just stick with me. If I could slap a, a sermon title on this, it would be Be Offended or Be Healed, but you can't be both. In, uh, in Matthew 24, chapter, uh, I'm sorry, verse 10, Jesus is talking about the last days. He says, Then shall many be offended, shall betray one another, shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. You know how difficult it can be to preach a message about offense or teach a lesson about offense just simply because there are a hundred different angles it feels like that you can approach this topic from, a hundred different paths that you can go down. We're, we're told that many shall be offended 
but I've had this thought before that just because many shall be doesn't mean that I have to be. I've seen offense take root in, in, in people's lives and cause people to be lost, cause them to wreck their life, cause them to be deceived, when it could have been an opportunity really to obey the Word of God, to respond in a way that the Word tells us to. And, and I would say to you, restore, forgive, heal, pray, whatever you have to do, you know, that it's in line with the Word of God, but do not let offense settle in your spirit. It'll destroy you. Or very well near destroy you. We see in Matthew 24 that offense, it, it leads to betrayal and hatred, being deceived. That's what it says. It says they'll, many will be defended. They'll betray one another. They'll hate one another. And... Uh, then they're deceived. See, in, in the, the prime time for you, looking at this, it, it seems like the prime time for someone to be deceived is after they are offended. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen people let offense settle in their spirit and, and they, they, they let it take over. And they, they walked into deception lost their walk with God. There's never a righteous outcome in being offended. There's never a right outcome in being def- uh, offended. <clears throat> James 3.16, it says, For where envying strife is, where offense is, there's confusion in every evil work. In Proverbs 18 and 19, says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Their contentions are like the bars of a castle. You know, people say that we shouldn't worry if preaching truth offends people. And I I get where mostly that people are coming from when they say that, but we need to we need to understand what we're saying when we when if we say something like that. Matthew 18 7 says Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Offenses here is the word scandalon, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, which means stumbling block or obstacle. We need to make sure, yes, stand for truth. Yes, don't compromise apostolic doctrine because it, it's it's. It's the doctrine found in the Word of God. Stand on the Word of God. Stand for truth. Be uncompromising in that. But we need to make sure that we're not a stumbling block, and we need to make it right if we have been. Truth preached without love and wisdom is, is or preached, I'm sorry, truth preached with love and wisdom, it's never wrong. And if that kind of thing causes someone to stumble it causes them to stumble on that wrong path that they're on, and they don't always like it. But see, that's the, that's the fine line, though. We need to make sure we're not offending people away from God. We need to make sure we're, we don't present the truth in such a way that it's a stumbling block because it's without love, without wisdom, without guidance of the Holy Ghost. That's really, really, I'm going in a different direction kind of today, so just stay with me for another minute. 
There are people, no doubt, listening to this that you might you might have a fence deeply rooted in you. Maybe you don't acknowledge it. Maybe you kind of push it to the side, but offense is has become rooted in you and become a part of your everyday, become a part of your thought process, the way you act and, and everything, the, the way you talk and act and, and, and everything you do, the way you present yourself, everything, you, you might not even realize it, but it's being steered by the offense that's in your life. And I'll say this, some of you might be offended at God. Might not be a person that you're dealing with it. You're offended at God. I want to look at Matthew 11. Matthew 11, uh, verse 2 says, Now when John heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come? Sent these disciples to ask Jesus, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? This is why John is in prison. John the Baptist is in prison. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then Jesus says this, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. John is in prison, and he's just asking Jesus to confirm, are you the one? Are you the one we've been looking for? Are you, are you the one that was prophesied about that should come, or should we look for another? John's in prison. John is, is going to be beheaded soon. And John goes to the chopping block, Without the straight answer that he asked of Jesus, he goes to the chopping block. And what Jesus said was, Blessed is he who's not offended in me. And I feel to tell somebody today, you're you're offended because of where you are and the answer that you got, but God is saying, Look at what you know. Look at what you know. That's what Jesus said. He said, tell him what you've seen. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Them telling John that, John would know, okay, these are the things that were prophesied about the Messiah. This, this, is, this is him. This is, this is the one we've been looking for. And I just, I feel like today that you're offended at God because you feel like it's not exactly uh, how you wanted it. But God's saying, look at what you know. And I would tell you, blessed is he who's not offended in the Lord. But uh, let's go on to Matthew 16. I'll look at Matthew 16 and uh, verse 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that 
He must go into Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Jesus said, you're an offense to me, Peter. Well, he said, get behind me, Satan. He said, you're an offense unto me, because you savor not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Jesus was going to die for people that were his enemies, that hated him. He was, he was going to really show us that in the most ultimate way that we shouldn't let offense take root. We shouldn't be offended. And Peter's saying, no, 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 no. You're not going to have to do that, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. You're not going to have to forgive these people that hurt you. You're not going to have to die for these people and love these people, pour out your love on these people that hate you, that are going to hurt you, that are going to betray you. You're not going to have to do that. Jesus said, you're an offense to me. Because what Peter was saying didn't line up with the purpose of God. In John 1.29, John the Baptist sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. That word sin there translated as offense. Jesus was going to show us in the ultimate way how to not be offended Nobody had more reason to be offended than Jesus. Let me, I'll get to that in a minute. But I feel, I feel like, you know, the Lord, like I said, has really laid this on my heart. And I feel like it's time for someone, maybe you're listening to this right now, it's time for you to let the Lord remove the offense that's killing you. It's time to let go of that offense that's killing you, that offense that has taken root in your life. You might be offended at a brother, at a sister. You might be offended at somebody at work or school. You might be offended because of, you know, you might be offended by the opposing political party. That's, that's a thing. You might be offended by some movement. You might be offended by some ideology. You might, you might be offended at your husband. You might be offended at your wife. You might be offended at your own child. You might be offended at your own mom or dad or family member. Some kind of offense is in you. And I'm telling you that that's not going to get better if it's not taken care of. That offense will take over. And you need to let the Lord, I don't know where you're at listening to this right now, but you need today to find some point, find an altar, make an altar somewhere 
and seek the Lord and let him do heart surgery on you and remove that offense. Unforgiveness opens the door for physical sickness, literally. That's that's like that's medical like stuff. That that's that's for real. Deep-rooted offense and forgiveness makes you literally physically sick in your body. And you can you can look that up for yourself. I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about that. It's very interesting. Look it up. But offense, offense blocks miracles. It blocks healing. It blocks those things in your life. You're struggling with breakthrough. You're struggling with, with gaining any traction in your walk with God because you've got offense. You're offended. It's rooted inside of you. You're wondering why I can't, why I can't make any progress, why I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. You've got offense in your spirit. And the enemy knows that if he can keep a people offended, he can keep them from the miraculous. Offense, it, it hinders the miraculous. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there's been something go on in your church. You might, you might need to be the one that, that starts this healing process in your own local church body. Maybe something has gone on in your church and, and, and people are offended. People, people are mistrusting. People are hurt. You can't have revival like you know that that you should be. You can't make the progress you know you should be because there's a fence settled in your own church body. Maybe it needs to start with you, this healing process. But the enemy would love to keep us offended. You know, when I was I was getting ready actually to preach this past Sunday and uh, I didn't end up preaching this past Sunday because the Lord just took over. It was one of those services, you know, and and I, I really felt like, you know what, I it's it's not for me today to add what God's uh, already done and is doing in this service. It was a just a wonderful service. Baptized one in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Uh, but while I was preparing to to preach, I I I was asking the Lord one night as I was uh, going to sleep last week, Lord. Give me a word for your people because I knew what I wanted to preach, but I was telling the Lord, God, I, I need a word for your people. I want it to be from you. I want I want you to show me. And I and I told the Lord, give me a dream, show me something, anything. And while I slept that night, while I dreamed, the Lord showed me all of my thoughts. I could see them being typed out in front of my face. All my thoughts and all the things that I felt like I had the right to feel, I had the right to say to someone. He was showing me all these things. He was bringing them, showing them in front of my face. And he showed me, you act like you don't, but you have a fence. These thoughts and these things that I'm showing you right now, these, these words I'm putting in front of your face, these are your thoughts. This is what's in your heart. And I'm showing it to you to show you you have a fence in your heart. And I tell you what, I got up that next morning. I was trying to brush my teeth when I got up the next morning. And I fell to my, I'm not kidding. I fell to my knees in the bathroom while I was brushing my teeth because the power of God hit me so hard. I started speaking in tongues, praying, 
while I was trying to brush my teeth the next morning because the power of God hit me so hard and 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 I I, I allowed myself to acknowledge the truth that the Lord set before me. And then that was that he he was having to, to yank out some things that that were strongholds in my heart and in my mind that I wasn't even acknowledging that was there. And I want to I want to tell somebody today, you might feel like you have the right to to say these things, to to feel this way. You might feel like you you, you know, I'm I'm in the right, they're in the wrong. You know, and and I'll, I'll forgive them, but I'll never trust them again. No, I'll forgive them, but I can never be close to them again. No, I'll forgive them, but I, you know, but I can't, yeah, I can't be, I can't be around them. I can't, I can't work with them. I can't trust them. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And people say all the time, I, I, I understand scriptural principles about, about being careful about people, mark those that cause division among you, things like that. That does not, that doesn't negate the fact that we can still forgive, restore, that those scriptures don't work against each other. We've got to be able to forgive completely, folks, and we've got to be able to act like it. We've got to, to, to operate in such a way that offense is not uh, the offense is not the one that has the wheel and it is steering. Offense is not what's talking. Offense is not what's coming out in the things that we do and say. We need to let the Lord do some heart surgery on us. Uh, I posted something about this yesterday, the day before, uh, but. I said what I said was they they may have made themselves themselves my enemy, but I will not be their enemy. The Bible says, "Love your enemies." You say, "How can I love my enemies? If they're my enemy, how can I love them?" Well, the how is because they're my enemy. I'm not their enemy. That's how I can love them. They might not even love me. But I can love them because they're my enemy, but I'm not their enemy. I don't want them to be my enemy, but as long as they are, I'm not going to be their enemy. The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And I want to tell you that Jesus didn't just die for people that were friendly to him. He died for everybody, even his enemies. Because while they were his enemies, he was their friend. Friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus had every reason to be offended. Nobody in human history has ever had more reason to be offended than Jesus Christ. Nobody. He healed their sick. He raised their dead. He was kind to them. He had compassion on them. He had mercy on them. He saved some of their lives. He he healed their children. He cleansed. Le- he sent lepers back to their families, and they said, "Crucify him! Nail him to a cross! Tear the skin off his body! Push a crown of thorns into his head!" They punched him, kicked him, spat on him. 
And all he ever did was love them and heal them and, and, and be what they needed and restore them. Nobody had more reason to be offended than Jesus. And still, when they said crucify him, I love that scripture that, that when, when the people are crying out and they say, let his blood be on us and on our children. They didn't even know what they were saying right there because his blood was going to be on them and their children. He was making a way for it to be on them and their children. Jesus still went to the cross. And, you know, look at us today. After Jesus is good to us, blesses us, opens doors for us, heals us, makes a way for us, is good to us, is is his mercy is new every morning, his compassions fail not. He loves us with an everlasting love. And then we go back to the same sin. We push him out of our thoughts so we can go back to the same sin. You think Jesus even today doesn't have the right to be offended? But still, even when we do that, His mercy is new every morning. His compassions fail not. He loves us with an everlasting love. He's long-suffering towards us. He's kind towards us, tender-hearted towards us, ready to restore, ready to forgive, faithful and just to forgive. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If I find myself, I heard Brother Eli Hernandez say this one time. He said, if I find myself letting offense take over, causing me to lack peace, I have to ask the Lord, Lord, show me the part of your law that I don't love. Show me where I'm lacking. Show me the part of your law that I don't love because I got, I'm losing peace. I'm offended. I, I believe that, you know, if I preach this in church, I believe that, that God will have healing ordained for that service and everyone that's there. But I believe that those of you listening to this podcast right now, I believe God is is stirring something in you today. I believe there's healing for you in your heart and your mind and your spirit. And 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 after that, even in your body. If you'll let the Lord remove offense. You can be healed or you can be offended. Let me say this last thing. I know it can seem almost impossible to forgive, to let that offense go. Especially if someone did something to you, if someone offended you in some way, I know it can seem impossible to just say, okay, I'm not offended. Okay, I forgive them. Okay, I'll trust him again. Okay, I'll, you know, I'll be close to him again. I know it can seem impossible. And in our flesh, it's pretty close to impossible, if not impossible. But when Jesus was hanging on the cross, 
unclothed, embarrassed, crown of thorns in his head, nails in his hands and his feet, skin tore off of his body, bruised, people down there mocking him at the foot of the cross. While he hung there on that cross in that condition, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, they, they knew what they were doing, but they didn't really know what they were doing. And I want to tell you that we can look at Jesus' example right there, that sometimes it takes calling on the Father. Sometimes it takes divine intervention for forgiveness to take place, for offense to be unrooted in us. If you feel like I can't do it by myself, you need to call on God and say, Lord, forgive them. You need to ask, Lord, forgive me. Take this offense out of me. Take this offense out of me. Replace it with love and forgiveness and mercy and compassion, long-suffering. Somebody listening to this today, you feel like I can't let it go. Well, you need to call on the Father. Say, Lord, forgive them because I can't do it by myself. But I know that with you, forgiveness can take place. Healing can take place. Offense can lose its grip on my life, on my thoughts, on my peace on my home, on my church. It can happen. You can be offended or you can be healed. I hope that this has helped you and encouraged you today. I hope that it stirred something in you and, and some healing can take place in your life. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about something today that... that I haven't experienced that I haven't gone through and dealt with myself. I know what it's like, but I know that healing can take place. Real healing can take place. And I pray that for you in the name of Jesus, that healing would take place in your life, in your home, in your workplace, in your church, in your children, in your family, wherever it needs. Lord, let healing take place in the name of Jesus. I pray that for you. I pray peace, real peace, to replace offense. Love and mercy to replace unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. And I pray blessings and favor on you in Jesus' name. The hand of the Lord on you, angels all around you, a hedge of protection around you. Be safe. And whatever you do the rest of this day, this week, just, uh, you know, I'll pray protection over you, but use some common sense as well. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Hey, if you will, leave a good review. Uh, you know, like I always say, at least four stars, maybe even four and a half. That'd be awesome, four and a half stars. But uh, And share this with someone. Share this podcast with someone. I've gotten great feedback. Glory to God. I'm so glad that it's helping people and encouraging people. I want it to continue to do that. So uh, help me with that. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. I love all of you. 
and uh, I'll see you next time on What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden. Take it easy, everybody.